Yes, it is the Talking Ball Podcast, episode 27, season 2. Here it is Ryan Flannery, it is Antonio Davido, your regular friendly podcast host. And what we do on this show, well, we talk about sports. That's why it's called Talking Ball Podcast. Uh, Antonio, how's everything, man? How's the baby doing? How are you? It's going. Been a pretty busy week with work. Baby's been a little fussy. He doesn't like to sleep at night, but he likes to sleep during the day like his pops. <laughs> right. So other than that, it's been going good, man. You, you know, blessed with a healthy baby. Can't complain, but... I can't complain about our teams right now. You got your Mets shirt on right now. I took my Mariners one off before recording. Go to the white team because it's just been one of those days. They did win today. They're 500. We are recording this on the 20th of July. But, Ryan, we always start off with the Mariners. Let's just start off with them again. Real quick, you were there at the game this last Friday. Yeah. At post-All-Star break. Yes. They lost to the Tigers. They came out ice cold the whole after the post-All-Star break. Mm -hmm. Before the All-Star break, they were hot. So looking at it from a perspective of a non-Mariners fan, should they wave the white flag? I mean, I'm on I'm on team wave the white flag and call it a season, even though there's two months left. But I I I can be optimistic too. So I want to see what you have to say before before I jump into it. Yeah, I, I mean, they're 500 right at this point uh, on the 20th. They're five games back of the wild card, but as you said, and we were talking before the podcast started. You know, the at least is good. Uh, obviously, the Astros are going to get a lot better and healthier. Um, yeah, I, I think it might be time. I think it might be time to push that button and just say, you know what, let's let's scrap the season because I, I just think that they they just can't hit. They're not a good hitting team. Um, you know, their pitching has been really fantastic this year. It's started to cool off a little bit lately, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, it's just I. I I don't like the moves that they made in the offseason. I think it's showing. You know, they got rid of guys like Winker and, you know, guys who who were proven bats. Um, but, you know, you also bring in guys like Tasker Hernandez, who was a great bat in Toronto, but he just hasn't really been playing well this year. You know, Julio's kind of taking a dip, and, you know, I think he's putting a little bit too much pressure on himself. They don't have a true DH. They traded for guys like Colton Wong, who's just past his – not even prime, just past his playing days, I think. And, um, you know, so, I you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it might be time for them to – just say, all right, you know what? Let's not obviously not give up on the season, but I think when you say scrap the season, like we're going to obviously try to make the wild card. But when I say scrap, I mean like don't go into the trade deadline wanting to be like super buyers, you know, like to make something happen. I think they're probably just going to stick with the roster that they have, um, see what happens. But, you know, what do you, what do you do with Scott Service? What do you do with Jerry Depoto? Cause Jerry Depoto was the architect of the team. Scott Service obviously tries to get the guys going. But their bats have just been so quiet this year. One of the worst. It's weird. They're like one of the worst hitting teams in the league, but then they're one of the best pitching teams. So it's like, yep. and that's what the Mets too. Like the Mets, it's either they pitch really well or they hit really well, but they don't do the opposite well. So yeah, I think it might be time, man. And as a Mariner fan, I know that's frustrating because, you know, you waited 20 years. You don't want to wait another 20. I don't think it's going to be another 20, but at the same time. We said you know, that they, 20 years ago though. Right, right. We yeah, said that true. 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just a disappointment because of how good they were in the postseason last year for who they, for where they were. Um, maybe they peaked a little early. Who knows? But, you know, uh, my, my opinion is I think they should probably not go into the trade deadline being buyers. Stick with the team you have. Roll the dice. See what happens. But it's not looking promising. That's for sure. It's just not. It's not at all. I like everything you said. I mean, you got to push. You're only a few games back of the wild card. I believe they're five games back behind the Astros. They're sitting yeah. in that third Wild card spot below, above them is the Blue Jays and the Rays. That could float between who, how the AL East really turns out at the end of the season, per se, because they got to beat each other up 
to end the season. I mean, the Yankees are going to make a push. I think the Yankees are going to be one of the biggest buyers at the trade deadline. Yeah. So I think the Mariners need to look at that. It's like, okay, we're five games back at this point on the 20th of July after the all-star break. We have not been firing on all cylinders at all since the all-star break, you know, since after the all-star game, this, this homestand, it's like, you got to win homestands. And when you lose a homestand to the Detroit Tigers, who are like an epitome of the MLB right now, like, that, that just shows, I think, kind of how the second half's going to go. And Kellen just went down with a fractured foot. He kicked a water cooler yesterday. So he's out. Um, they made a move on totally space. Um, who, the, who they called it, they called it from AAA, but right. it's, it's like, it's the signings. Like you might as well sign Frazier back to be your second baseman for a couple million dollars instead of Colton Wong making a trade for that and signing AJ Pollock and actually maybe bringing in an actual DH or calling a guy up from your minor league system, who's a big bat. Mike Ford's been doing okay as our DH. I, he's been very streaky here yeah, and there. He when he's hot, he's hot. But when he's not, he's not. And that's the problem with the Mariners. It's like one guy's really hot one game, but then the rest of the bats are ice cold. And that's the real problem. Like their most consistent hitters last year, Julio, Ty France, guys like that, they're having down years. Guys like Cal Raleigh, like he, if he wasn't hitting home runs, at least he was somewhat, you know, clutching up and getting hits, i.e. bobblehead, you know, getting us to the postseason. Yeah. But he's even having a down year. And then they're saying, should they sell? It's like, who are you going to sell? Obviously, Julio's not going to go. You'd have to look at the pitching staff. Do you trade Seawall? Do you get rid of Munoz? Do you get rid of Logan Gilbert? I think there's only a few guys that are untouchable if it comes down to if they're sellers. That's Castillo, Kirby, Julio, and maybe the Caballero because they just called him up. But, I mean, right. the only ones that are really, like, not untouchable are Castillo, who they just signed and traded for last season, George Kirby, and, I, and anyone else really in the bullpen, you could probably say Munoz. I know I just said he could be on the block, but you never know. It's, it's like if someone throws throws you money, you know, here's gold for Munoz, then I think you have to take it, given he's not even your closer. Paul Seawald's your closer, right? He's more of your setup guy. He just throws high heat. But that being said, like I said, Castillo's untouchable, Kirby's untouchable, Julio's untouchable. If someone comes, says, hey, we're buyers for a Ty France or or a Suarez or anyone else, even Hernandez, because he's only on a one-year deal. Really, he was a rental this year to see what we could do after last season to fill in that right field spot, getting rid of Winker and depending how Kellenek did before his injury today. It, it's, just, it's just tough. It's tough because you don't want to dismantle the team because they were so good last year, but something's not clicking in Seattle. And is it service? Is it the hitting coaches? Is it there's no veteran leadership in the in the clubhouse? There, there's a bunch we don't know because these guys like playing together. But you saw last year, they had fun winning. They're not winning. And I think the pressure of making the postseason, like you said, has finally caught up to them this season. And there's not a guy like a Carlos Santana or a Jesse Winker to get the brawl going to go on a 14 game win streak, right? There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no, there's, there, there's no presence like that in the locker room. Colton Wong's not that guy who you traded for, right? So one of these young bucks needs to step up and be that voice, like a Julio. This is your team. You know, they signed you for what 14 years, I think, all the way with all the extensions at the, when it's all said and done. It, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. someone's got to step up and be a voice, but it's, they're just not playing well. Pitching, like you said, pitching's lights out, but there's no bats. There's no bats. Yeah. And they know, hey, if I can get through the first three batters, <laughs> four through nine's a cakewalk. Like right, pitchers know right. that now. If I can get past Julio Rodriguez and maybe Gino, they're, well, Gino even dropped to the seven spot. So it's just yeah. like, it's if I can get past the awful. first three batters in this lineup, yeah, I have at least six to seven straight outs, guaranteed. And that, and the pitchers, I, if I'm a pitcher, that's how I look at it. If I can get past Julio, 
and JP was having a good year, and and maybe Kellenic, well, not now, but like beforehand, before the injury, um, he's had a good season. If I get past this, the first three in the lineup, cakewalk. I have I have six straight outs. I can get six, seven straight outs until the leadoff batter comes up with JP again, and it's showing. Detroit showed it. You it yeah. showed after you dropped three and one in against the Twins, and then they dropped ten on you. Like they're just too streaky, and I just don't think Service has the clubhouse anymore. And I've said that before. I think Service has lost the clubhouse. He's not really like a raw, raw, raw guy. You know, he's not like an Aaron Boone in New York where he'll get yeah. in, get in the umpire's face. He'll raw, he'll raw, raw, raw. You know, he'll cheer his guys up. You know, not cheer him up, but he'll, he'll, he'll hype them up. Hype them up. Yeah. To get, just get yeah. ejected. Service isn't that guy. I think you need more of that raw, raw guy like an Aaron Boone in Seattle to get to these young bucks because whatever Service is saying in the clubhouse, it's not being heard anymore. I, th- I think they've toned him out. I think they're, but like I said, with them not having fun this year, it's been a very mediocre, below average season with the expectations. People weren't saying World Series, but they were saying, hey, they could be a World Series contender. hopeful, you know, yeah. contender, a dark sure. horse to get in and go yeah, again, you know. Yeah, that's the word, so yeah. it's just the pressure is, is it's caught up to them. It's showing, and not saying it's showing with Julio, but I like you, like you said, I think he's putting too much pressure on his back at what, 22 years old. Yeah. So I think he'll still be a great player. He's just got to make adjustments and swing for more contacts instead of trying to knock the ball out of the park every single at bat. That's right, the thing too. Right. Saddle is not a ball is not a home run friendly park. You saw it in the home run derby too, even with some power hitters that they thought they got a hold of it. It didn't go out in the home run derby. Make adjustments. I think, I think if you have to, if you have to to make a point to show this team's going to hold up the correction and service mid season and say, that's a white flag right there. That's a, we're waving the white flag. Yeah. yeah. We're scrapping right. the season. <clears throat> but if you don't go that route, maybe you do buy a little bit. Look for a guy that's not a one-year rental, but a guy that has a couple more years on a deal, like a Nolan Arenado. Will you win this year with him? No, probably not, right? If you get in the playoffs, it's going to be because Houston collapsed and the AL East did too, but minus whoever wins it, right? So Arenado's under contract for a few more years. I think he would be a great bat and great defensive presence there in Seattle. If you can trade for him, I don't think he'll cost too much like a Shohei Otani yeah. or any other players that are on the market. But it's not like a very sexy trade market right now. Does that make sense behind a Shohei yeah, Otani? Not it's really, not very yeah. sexy. So, Arenado, Cardinals are a very, very bad team this year, which is surprising. St. Louis is usually a very good team. Maybe yeah. throw them, hey, we'll give you a couple prospects, this and that, maybe a few draft picks, whatever, to bring Arenado in. Make Gino a full-time DH so you have your guys one through nine, you know, that can play every day and get rid of the Pollocks and the Colton Wongs and all that. Mm-hmm. Or you just totally scrap the season. You say, hey, like I said earlier, just a few minutes ago, Castillo, Julio, and Kirby are off limits. Anyone else is for sale go. Mm-hmm. That thing. But then you're rebuilding, and then the playoff drop yeah, can continue sure. going on. Oh, so God. it's just there's no right answer right now with the with the Mariners. And it sucks because they can make a push, but I just don't see it happening. It's like yeah. they'll beat the good teams like it showed they when they won – the final two out of three series going into the all-star break with the, with the Rays and the Astros. But then they do this with the twins and then they lose to the Tigers who they shouldn't have lost to the Tigers. So I don't know. I I think the season is lost, but we'll see trade deadlines coming up. And if you want to prepare for next year, maybe look at a guy like Aaron Otto or someone that can make an impact next year and to end the season or totally white flag it. Everyone's for sale, but these three players. So that's what I got. I agree with you. I think maybe you throw Logan Gilbert in there as well, or what do you think about that? Yeah, but then it's like, okay, if you're going to throw him in there and you're really pushing for Shohei next year, you right. got to show <laughs> Shohei Otani he wants to come to Seattle, right? Because there's yeah. going to be other 
sexy, more appealing destinations in Seattle at this point, even with the young talent that you have and great pitching. But if you had to say one player, like if you had to throw it out there, I would think Gilbert, if you had to throw a name out there in that pitching staff, Gilbert, I think is touchable. Kirby's not as a second year as a, yeah, he even got rookie of the year votes last year for like second or third place. Right. I think in a place like fourth or fifth, but Mm. he had outstanding rookie year. Castillo's not going anywhere with his extension. He's, he has a sub three ERA and I think a 500 record or is he 500? I know he was like one game below 500, but he may be a few games now just because he'll pitch a good game. And then the reliever comes in or they just can't score runs. That's right. right. Luis Castillo this season is reminding me of, of the prime Felix Hernandez years. The guy's going out there throwing gems and he'll give up maybe a run or two or here or there. Or someone gets a lucky home run off of him and they go yard for a two or three run shot. Yeah, but then yeah. no one in that lineup can get on base or score runs. So it's just, it's not that he's not showing up. He's showing up. The bats aren't showing up is the problem in Seattle. Yeah. And, but to answer your question again, I think Logan, Logan Gilbert is touchable in the trade market. If a team throws the right thing at you, because you got good young pitching prospects too that haven't even been called up yet, as well as Bryce Miller and Brian Wu. But out of those two, I think the one that is more appealing to the manners to get rid of if they had to would be Brian Wu because Bryce Miller showing some really good stuff and he's been more consistent where Brian Wu has been, he's shown really good outings, but then it's been very bad outings at the same time, given he is a first year pitcher in the MLB. But yeah, I, I think Gilbert, Gilbert and Wu in that rotation can be. Um, but then you have to think about the Robbie Ray contract. Is he going to be the same after his, his tendon damage he just had repaired? And yeah. it's just, they're, they're not in a good, they're not in a good spot going into the end of this season, right? Even though there's still two months left and then going into the off season, preparing for next year. Right. Right. So yeah. it's just yeah. one of those. And one last year and last year, real quick, real quick, the Mariners got a lucky break. You know, no pun intended with the whole injury they've had with the pitching staff. But last year they had no serious injuries in that pitching staff, rotation mm-hmm. or bullpen. Yeah. And this right. year they're they've healthy, got they've got really. the injury bug this year. And so yeah, they but do. they're still one yeah. of the best in the league rotation wise. Their ERA, I think, is the second best in the league right now. And then their bullpen ERA, I think, is the second best as well right now. So it, wow. even with the injuries, that's a shame. The Mariners are still one of the best pitching staffs in the league and have been able to call guys up to replace the guys that have gone down. That lineup is just not doing it one through nine and that they need to figure it out. That's it. They just need to figure it out because the pitching is holding their end of the bargain, right? They're doing their jobs. No yeah. one one through nine and Scott service in that dugout in that clubhouse is doing their job. The not putting good players in, you know, developing a roster for service to put out there since the mm-hmm. offseason and on. And you can't be too aggressive now at the trade deadline because you're going to trade all these prospects or these assets or even players on your current roster. For, for a season that's going to go nowhere. So it's just, they're in this weird gray area of no man's land. What do you do? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I'm just going to be curious to see what they actually do before the trade deadline, what moves they'd make if they do make it. Yeah. I think they just need to be more consistent offensively too. I mean, if that's really as simple as that, like, you know, listening to the sports talk radio shows, excuse me, here on the fan. And that's what they say pretty much every show is that their offense is just not consistent enough, you know, and, I think Julio has to kind of grow into a guy who's young, but can also be a, a, a good leader and be more consistent with his bat. You know, he's a great fielder, but he needs to be a little bit more consistent with his bat. Um, another team that needs to be more consistent, and I, I mean, they lost to the, uh, I believe they lost to the White Sox today. Let me check that real quick. The New York Mets. I mean, at this point, man, again, it's like, what do you do? They, yeah, they lost to the White Sox six to two, so they fall to forty five and fifty one. They lost to the 41 and 57 freaking White Sox. How are the White Sox that bad? Oh my God. Um, 
them and the Cardinals have just been really like the disappointments of the season along with the Mets. So, you know, and I said it last episode, I, I really think they should trade Max Scherzer. Um, maybe even, you know, see what you can get for Verlander. He hasn't been playing well either. He hasn't been pitching well at all. Um, these guys that the Mets have called up, Brett Beatty and, and Velasquez, you know, they're okay, but again, they're another team that <clears throat> they're not a home run hitting team. They used to be. Now they're not anymore. Um, their, their fielding has been kind of eh, this year. You know, again, Francisco Lindor is making way too much money for the way that he's playing. You know, Pete Alonso has been in and out of the lineup with injuries. You know, I don't know. I mean, it just, they, they are the, to me, the Mets are the definition of a true disappointment this year. Like they have been. They were the number one contender for pretty much all of the pundits, all of sports media. At least I would they say spent, they spent divorce. a lot of money and brought a lot of people. They spent, in. Yeah, they have the highest payroll in the league. So I know Steve Cohen is upset, um, but he said it. He said, "Look, if we're not in it by the trade deadline, we're going to sell," um, which I think they will do. You know, people are talking about why don't they trade for Otani? Well, it's only going to be like if they don't resign him, it's only going to be a two, three month rental, and it, the, he's just going to go to another bad team. Like, why would he want to do that? You know, so. I don't think the Mets have anything to really trade for him either, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I think the Angels are going to want a haul. Uh, if they well, the don't Angels think they have already came on and said, we want multiple yeah. top 100 prospects Absolutely. on top of that Absolutely. for Otani. And I don't blame them. So, you know, the Mets are another team, man, just absolutely inconsistent. They played great yesterday, but they come out today and you know, they were up like the, the day where, uh, you know, like the MLB scored the most runs since like the 1800s, for God's sakes. They were one of the teams – that were up like eleven to four. Next thing you know, they win eleven to ten. Then now they won the game. But still, but like, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you're up, you up, you have eleven runs and you're up eleven to four. So, yeah, I, I really the Mets have just been a big disappointment. And and what do you do with with Buck Showalter? I mean, I don't know. I you know Steve Cohen doesn't really seem like he's a patient guy. You know, so oh man, the Mets are just even, even more of a disappointment than the Mariners, in my opinion, because. Of, you know, both teams were playoff contenders and maybe even World Series uh, finalists. But, again, you have the highest payroll. And, 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 look, and baseball is that sport where it's not the NBA where if you have stars, you're pretty much going to win. You know, not necessarily a championship, but you're going to be a good team. You know, the NFL, I mean, you know, if you have some weapons here or there. You're usually going to be a playoff contender. But baseball, I mean, you could have the lowest payroll and still be good. Look at the Rays. So year you know, in and year I, out for the race. year in and year out. Absolutely. You know, and, and they compete and they play really well. So yeah, if I'm the Mets, I really think they should get rid of these old geezers on the mound, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I like Scherzer and, and Verlander as, 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 you know, players in their careers, like they're, they're legends. Right. But I mean, at this point you're paying them a lot of money and it's not working out. So, yeah. Well, and it's funny because like Verlander was the Cy Young last year in the American league. That's the crazy thing. One year removed, and he was, a, he was the Cy Young. Yeah. So, like, hey, it's, it was last year. You know, Mother Nature finally takes its course on all players. You've seen it. Yeah. Like LeBron's taking a step back at basketball. Tiger right. Woods with the injuries when that came around. Yeah, Verlander's been it ungodly comes to like Scherzer <laughs> in their whole career. So it finally, right. it, Mother Nature catches up to you. And I think yeah. they just spent too much money on, he said, like an old older players that are near closer to retirement than not now. And so, and it's so just like when it comes. Well, when it comes up, it's like, what does Pete Alonso do when it's time for a big extension? Oh God, yeah. What or are you if, right? Exactly. Or if you, do you, or if you don't think, if you don't think do he's think the guy that can flip him? around this, if you're the Mets, do you trade Pete Alonso if a team comes calling this season? That I wouldn't. Bat? But but my thing is like, 
is he even going to resign? You know what I mean? Like, is he, is he going to want to stay? You know, because I think he's another guy that wants to be. He's like Otani. He wants to go to a, a team. Like, he wants to compete for championships. You know, he's that type of player where he can be a difference maker for a team. So, yeah, if, if it comes down to it, like, if they're in that Otani situation, do they keep, are they even think, do they even think they're going to keep him? You know, I know Cohen will throw the money at him, but, you know, what, what, you know, he, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Like, he can go anywhere he wants. So, I don't know. Like the question you said, Mets throwing the towel. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, you're a lot of games under 500. The trade deadlines is what next week, a week and a half. So yeah, close to like under, I think it's under two weeks now. I think yeah. that's it. I think the Mets are, I think they're cooked, man. I think they're cooked. I don't think they're going to pull off this magical run that the Philly, you know, but the Phillies and the Braves were in, and, and the Nationals, they were in a little bit better of a position now. You know, they weren't like loads of games over 500, but they were at least close, you know, so. Yeah, yeah I think but next year we can plan a game. We can plan a double date with yeah. with, with us and our, our ladies because the Mets yes. are coming into town for Seattle next year. I think That's right. Honest. We can That's plan right. a Mets trip. I'll wear my I'll yeah. wear my David Wright jersey signed by Curtis Crabbe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I've told that story many times. It's just I just missed David Wright in 2014. Ugh. He just went the, in the clubhouse, you know, to go get ready for their game. And while I wasn't walking without a signature, and Curtis Cranderson was coming in from shaking balls, and I said. Hey, it's not my jersey. And he, he looked at it and he's like, 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 this isn't even my jersey. It's David Wright. And then he did the little squiggle and threw it back to me. And I yeah, like, at least he signed that, it. That was nice of him. Hey, I got a signature. It's not going to be worth much money later on in life, but the David Wright jersey, Curtis Grandison signature. <laughs> but you know, he was a great player. He's a great player for the Yankees. Yeah, and, no, he was. He was a World the, Series the on the Met. Yeah, with the Met, with the Mets. So. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I just think it's time for, for the Mets to, I think they're in a worse spot than the Mariners right now. And, you know, they, they got to throw, they definitely have to throw in the towel. I, I do think like, like, so, you know. so this is where I'm going to jump. Cause this is our next topic. You know, where I'm going with it. Yeah. Do the Mets trade off like their big contracts, like Verlander and Scherzer and, and maybe Lindor if a team wants him or not. I mean, he's been very mm. average to say the least, right? Yeah, Since average, that big yeah. contract extension and signing. So if you're the Mets, do you get rid of these big contracts to try and throw a lot of money at Shohei next off season? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't think they should do it just because, again, I, like what I said before, you know, it's only going to be a rental, and there's no guarantee that he's going to resign. Oh, I'm not saying team. trade deadline. I'm not saying trade deadline. Oh, 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 oh. I'm saying yeah, in the off season, okay. get right, rid of those right. big, those big payrolls, yeah. those big contracts on your okay. on your payroll. Right. Excuse me, not judge mm-hmm. payrolls, but those big contracts on your payroll for next season, and you throw them the money at him, and then you sign Alonzo, and you see who yeah. wants to come play in Queens because that's an that's an appealing attraction now to come play in Queens, right? Is with yeah, Otani for sure. New York, players. New York is New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that they should try to get him. They should. Um, I I know that the owner is not afraid to spend, so he'll do it. He'll give him that six hundred. But yeah, I mean, I want to give Lindor one more chance. I think Lindor is one guy that he's been a leader in the locker room. He's just having a bad year. He really is. He's slumping. He's having a bad year. I don't think he's a bad player. Same thing with Alonso. You got to try to keep him. But I think a big three of Otani, Alonso, and and Lindor that would be really good. Well, and if Nemo can get his bat in order, yeah. I mean, he was a three hundred yeah. hitter last and, year. And He's Jeff, not doing that this year. And Jeff McNeil and oh, sorry, excuse me, Nick Neal was a three hundred hitter last year. Yeah, correct. He was. McNeil yes. was a three hundred yeah. hitter last year. He's having a little bit of a down year. It's just like your team's hitters and my team's hitters just that down, had great man. seasons last year are just down this year, and yeah. it's just. It's and I guess stupid. that's baseball sometimes. And that's but, baseball, and I love yeah. baseball. That is the stupid side of baseball that I don't enjoy a lot. Yeah, when it, people Especially go when it's impacting slumps. my team. Yeah, right. absolutely. No, I get that. But 
Yeah, I, I think they should go after Otani. I think they will. Now, whether they're going to get him or not, I don't know. Again, I think Otani really, I think his preference is going to be more winning than money, to be honest with you. You know, I know he's going to probably want 600, right? But I, I think if he knows that the team he goes to is going to win and compete in the playoffs, because baseball has that problem, man. A lot of their best players don't make the playoffs. You know, you look at Mike Trout. I know he's hurt, but and the Angels were kind of close before he got he's hurt. He's always hurt. But, Trout's yeah, I mean, always like, hurt. In the NBA, best players make the playoffs most of the time. Uh, same thing in the NFL. I mean, hockey, same thing. You know, the baseball is that one sport that has really struggled getting the premier players into the big competition. So I think Otani is is going to look at the Mets, right, because it is a big city in New York, and Buck Schulte has had winning seasons. But if, if the Mets are, are going to have another down year, I don't, I don't think he's going to go there, to be honest. I think he's, I don't think he's going to be going back to the Angels because they just, they're a mess. They're not going to win. They're not making the playoffs. So I think it's going to come down to teams like the Dodgers, you know, I hate to say it, the Yankees. Uh, hopefully the Mariners, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I think his priority is going to be winning. I think winning. And I think a lot of teams are going to throw the money at him. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think the biggest, the, the one team that's going to really just throw some prospects and whatever they can at him. It's going to be the Yankees. I don't, yeah. The Yankees or even the Red Sox, I think, will try and throw something just to – because all the teams in the AL East have a winning record right now. That's So crazy. I think anyone in the AL East could be a buyer for Shohei this trade deadline. Anyone in the AL East. Uh, I mean, if you want to go to the NL real quick, I think if you're the Dodgers, you wait till the offseason to try and sign them. There's no reason yeah. to rush for it. There's no reason to push no, for it. I agree. You're going to be probably number one on the list. And and go from there, but I think just when it comes down to buyers, I think the Yankees, the Red Sox, anyone in the AL East is going to be buyers for Shohei. If they have the prospects okay. and what they want, I think anyone in anyone in the AL East will throw something for them. I think it's going to be the Yankees or Red Sox will be number one to make that final push because the Yankees, yeah. the last decade, they didn't win a World Series the last decade. That's the first time in, in organization franchise history. Oh nine, yeah. oh nine's when they won. Oh nine, yeah, right. Oh nine, the Phillies. But yeah. they, um, yeah, I think every decade they've at least won a World Series since. They've been a team since, you know, wow. the 18, 1900s. So they didn't do it last year. I think Aaron Boone's on the hot seat. I think Cashman's even like, oh, okay, he's definitely I, on the hot I got yeah. to start making some moves or I could lose my job type thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the Yankees will be the ones to throw. Who do you want? We got it. Do you want cash? Do you want whatever? I don't know if you can use cash for trade deadline, Um, mm-hmm. but we'll see. We'll see. I think the Yankees will be the number one team really buying for Otani for that, they'll throw whatever prospects, whatever players they want to bring Shohei in to say, "Hey, give a taste of that New York, that Bronx market, right?" And the fan and the and it's a it's a home run hitters ballpark too, especially yeah. for lefties. Oh, yeah. And watch those numbers bump and pump up if those happen. But I think if you're the Mariners, you'd be patient. I think if you're the Mets, you'd be patient. You scrap the season for Shohei, you really go for it. But if you're if you're our teams, the Mets or the Mariners, you have to prove to Shohei, hey. We maybe had a down year this year. We had some injuries. We had this happen, yes. you know, a little bit of a weird adjustment period with certain players coming here or re-signing. We're back at it, and you need proof. But I think you need two different skips in our clubhouses, too. You can't have Showalter. You can't have service. You need a guy that's going to be a good leader and be able to lead those players through it because also Shohei's not that raw, raw guy like Julio, right? He's not that mm. raw, raw guy to, to, like, hype the guys up, to amp the guys up, to go play, right, to go win. So yeah. I think you're gonna, you need a manager that can – that can speak to everyone in the locker room, has his very vocal and has a voice and can get his players hyped up go day in and day out, no matter what game, whether it's the first game of the season, middle of May, whatever yeah. it is, you got to keep them hyped, focus on the goal to win a title. And I think his thing, it's more legacy than money because he's going to get money no matter what, an endorsement deal, sponsorships, you name it on top of his contract. 
I think he's more looking for like a legacy standpoint. How many, how many titles can I really win? Yeah, right? and I no agree. one's gonna knock I him totally for agree. leaving the Angels. So if he goes to the Dodgers, he's no, just going across no. the street. He's just going up the yeah. road, right? From Orange yeah. County to to L.A. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's just with that. But then if he goes to the New York market, he's gonna make his. I think he'll say, okay, I think five's realistically the starting number because he's not exactly like a young player. I'm gonna look up his age exactly real quick. How old he is? Because when you start yeah. talking like six hundred, seven hundred million, that's a lot of money. Pitcher or not. Yeah. Pitcher right, or not. Right, and so right, right, right. It just comes down to really who thinks so he's 29 years old. So okay. when this contract starts, he'll be 30. That's about average for the big contracts, right? For the when they get the biggest minus Julio and a lot of younger players, right? Sure. You're usually about 20, 29, 30 years old. And organizations are gonna go, okay, you probably have a good three or four years left being a number one pitcher. And probably a big bat. The bat will last longer than the pitching. Or they can make yeah. it like a, like an yeah. upfront heavy deal. Mm-hmm. Make it very heavy mm-hmm. upfront and then go back to where it's just more like this, right? For the first four or five years. But he's going to be 30 next season and teams are going to look at that. Can your body, can you, can you sustain this for a long amount of time? Because you're 30 years old, but by 34, 35 velocity is going to come off that ball. Possibly. Will you be able to stay healthy? Can you maintain this? I hope he does because I love watching him play. Oh, I yeah. love seeing Me this too. generational talent. Oh, yeah. Shit's on Babe Ruth. Okay. Shit's on him. All I, right. That's I just, agree. that's I just agree. the best way to put it. I, I, that's what I'm saying. He shits on Babe Ruth. So I want him to see him be able to do this for a long time, right? For, for pretty much the rest of his career. I want to be able to see him pitch and hit. It's, it's, it's amazing. And you're going to see more players coming into the league that can pitch and hit, but never to this magnitude. This is when you talk unicorn, when you talk unicorn, this is it. Shohei yes. is the unicorn of the MLB and MLB history. So, yes. but I think teams are going to look at that. Okay, you're 30. Realistically, how how long can you maintain being a pitcher and a DH? Let's be real. We'll yeah. pay you more money to be a hitter because that's going to be the longevity of your career. But let's may let's look at the pitching side of things because you're going to realistically right now you can throw 80 million at him. You can throw him big hitter money and big pitcher money. That's about 40 million, 40 million a player. So he's two players in one. But it's going to be it's crazy. Obviously, it's going to be this this the. the the winter, the winter meetings of Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani and yeah. I think when when you talk about it, Seattle just because the 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 area, the culture, the Japanese yeah, culture, Japanese here in Seattle, culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. fans cheering for him. He hangs out in the off season. I supposedly he hangs out in the off season in Seattle. You oh, the wow. Yankees, the Mets, okay, the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and and I really, I think the Orioles will make a push for him. They okay. got good young talent. They're proving yeah. it this year. They they made they made good moves and Edmund. Why not? Right. If you're the Orioles, right. I think the Orioles Take will a be chance. a dark horse yeah. in it. But, but then again, it's just you, you, and no one knows what Shohei's thinking. That's the thing. Everyone says that they go, we can yeah. speculate. We can, we can think whatever we want. He doesn't talk about it and no one knows. No right. one knows. And when right. it comes after the season ends, see if he gets traded or not. I want to make, I want to make a speech and maybe a lure <laughs> for him to come here. He's not going <laughs> to see it. The chance of seeing it is like a million, like I'll probably win the Powerball. Better chance when the Powerball is a billion dollars than him seeing our a TikTok or a clip, you know, trying to pitch him to come to Seattle. But yeah, we'll do that at the end of the season. But I think, like I said, reiterate, I think the Yankees they're going to be the team to land him. If anyone can Ugh. land him, it's the Yankees because they got they got the players, they got a farm system. You know, they can just give up. They're like, we'd rather spend money than really groom our own talent. And so, who do you want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. We need to make him a Yankee right now. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the Yankees or the Dodgers, man, to be honest with you. I, I think the market, but also these teams have won before, you know, so they have a history of winning. And I think the Angels don't. So it's like, you know, the, the winning, I think winning is one, but also he's going to look at the market, right? I mean, why wouldn't he? 
Oh, yeah, test the market. Take take your time. You have no rush. You can go play anywhere you want. Yeah, literally. But if he comes, if he does come to Seattle next offseason, let's bring those fences in a little more. Okay. Because there's some, there's some routine balls where it's, it's warning track power hits off the wall. We're in, we're in. 28, 29 are the ballparks. It's a home run. I know you shortened them a little bit a couple seasons ago, mm-hmm. but maybe shorten them a little bit more because there's a couple hits. Our own players where it's like, yeah, that could have been a two-run shot. It wasn't or a three-run yeah. shot. It wasn't. So <laughs> maybe Seattle to make it lure be like, hey, uh, this is this is Shohei. This is the T-Mobile Shohei Otani field that we're going to just really bring in right yeah. field for you. Well, that you should know? be like in the video pitch. Like the first thing they should – well, they'll show them the, the pitch like on the video of all the money he's going to make. But then the next thing, oh, but by the way, we're going to bring in the fences for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you can definitely, you know, hit some bombs. Like, he wrap it does. out like how Fenway does it, where it's just super narrow on the, yeah. on the foul line that just gets deeper as it goes to center. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, that it's going to be the, like, I don't think we've seen, and obviously LeBron didn't handle it the, the greatest of ways, but I don't think we've seen a free agency since LeBron first went to Miami. I think this is going to be that type of, you know, mm-hmm. just a couple years ago, think hard. Think long and hard oh. about this. There was one in 2020. Oh, Tom Brady? Yeah. Oh, the Tom Brady true, sweepstakes. True. Yeah, Not to this yeah. magnitude. Right. Not right. to this magnitude. But the last biggest one since, like you said, LeBron was a great one. But yeah. last one was probably Tom Brady. And we didn't know where the hell he was going to. No, and he didn't tell anyone. People no. even thought he would go back to New England. I know. Restructure and yeah. take some money. Or I, I guess, I know it's totally off topic, but I guess he was, he was willing to come back to New England, but he wanted more money and more roster moves. Just a little bit more. Not like... 40 million a year. Right. He, he only made only, I'm going to say only 25, but quarterback yeah. money, he only made 25 million a season. Switches like for Kirk him. Cousins was making more. Other guys were making more. I than know. Him. That's well, the crazy right now, thing. Now, Patrick Mahomes is like the fifth highest paid quarterback in the yeah. league. And, and he's you know, a, but he has a guys, $500 million contract, too. That's the crazy right, thing. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, let's, let's get to the NFL right now. Uh, our final topic of the, it's going to be a short episode, but, um, you know, it's really, it's really just the MLB and the, and the NFL right now. I mean, the NBA is, Summer league's over. That's it. But Dame, um, Dame talks simmered down. Yeah, Dame is. When's he gonna get traded? Who knows? Hopefully soon. I'm sick of it. But um, yeah. So let's talk about a uh, training camp has started. The Jets reported yesterday. I know the Chiefs have reported a couple other teams, but this is really usually the the area of when uh, teams report to camp, right? For the next couple weeks. Um, you know, little storylines here and there. Obviously, the running backs want to get paid. None of them have gotten paid, and it just seems like. Man, the the running back is just is just a dying breed. I mean, it seems like um, you know, Saquon Barkley's threatening to pull a Le'Veon Bell and not even play the whole season because they gave they gave all that money to Daniel Jones for some reason. But um, but yeah, you know, obviously the Jets are a main storyline. Aaron Rodgers did show up. That's good, even though he's supposed to. I don't want to give him well, like he's a happy. trophy. He's happy in New York. I'd be yeah, happier in New York, New Jersey area than I would Green Bay, Wisconsin. I agree. So I don't blame yes. him. But he has said he's feel like he's grown over the past couple of months. He's having fun, and I think he's definitely going to have a, not 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 like a, maybe an MVP season, but I think he'll have a better year than last year. I, I think it's safe to say that. Uh, but what you know, obviously the running backs is the big story. But what what are you looking at in, in terms of start the start of training camp? Uh, before we get to those uh, throwback unis that uh, the NFL is implementing, but Ooh, what are your some of those are sick, dude? Oh, that's great. Some of those I are sick. <laughs> These guys right here, yeah, some yes, of them are yes. sick. Um. I don't think there's like any big storylines. I think the biggest one was always the offseason, right? With like Aaron Rodgers, where's Aaron going to go? Yeah. And then he's like, I want to be a Jet. Okay, he's a Jet. Um, I think it's just more of the running backs. Like I said, they're a dying breed, but Crazy. it's like winning teams know they need running backs in a running game to help the passing game. So I think yeah. 
Like tight ends always wanted more money, right? As the they evolve, they develop into what they are for the Gronkowski era, era and Tony Gonzalez and so on to where we have the Kittles and yes. the Kelseys, you know, and so on and so forth. I think the running backs need to have a little unionization of themselves, yeah. you know, to, to say we want more money, you know. Not one got paid, not one. Not Brandon, one. And, Brandt and, Jacobs and, and, well, and uh, you know, Saquon and, the thing, and Pollard. And the thing, and the thing with, with running backs is I think a lot of uh, GMs and franchises now are, are hesitant to sign big money to, to running backs, not only because yeah. like the longevity of their careers and their body does give out because they're always they're they're always getting hit every single play, if not every other play, when they're running the ball or pass yeah. blocking or whatever it is, right? For the scheme that's going on. But look at the Zeke contract, like the Le'Veon Bell contract, right? Like contracts like that, I think, is what's what's kind of pushing back GMs to be like, yeah, we're not gonna give you 14 yeah, a million. Scared, a little timid, yeah. Because yeah. you're one injury away, you're one wrong twist on a on a on a blade of turf, right? Not a blade, right. blade but you, you get you get what I'm saying. No, no, I get where it, yeah. your career's over, and then right. we're stuck with that contract, right? Where it's they don't they don't touch the ball every every time like the quarterback, and there's more playmaking now with the wide receivers or tight ends with the quarterback in today's game. And that's yeah. just the way it is now. It's that's the way the game's evolved. It's it a really passing is. league, and yeah. you have very versatile, um, multi-dimensional. Running backs that can be receivers and all this and all that, but at the end of the day, it it's hard for GMs. I understand, like a G, I understand the player standpoint. Like I want more money. I would want more money too if I was Saquon Barkley and all these guys. But it's like Christian McCaffrey got extended. He was always hurt. See, mm. he what he got his his was that like, was a mistake. What, how much was it? it? Was like seven years, whatever, mm-hmm. like unheard of. And got then the big it, buck. And then after yeah. he got the big bucks, he done Suck. right. Yeah, Lady right, on Bell. Done. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's one of those. It's just seeing those big contracts. Teams are like, why would we give you big money? Like two of the best running backs. So you could say not their era, but like when they came into the league and they really took notice in their prime, they were the best. But they signed these big contracts and they disappeared, or they right. were always hurt. Why would we give a running back fourteen, fifteen million a season just to get hurt and and only last four or five years prime in the league? I mean, that's I do understand where organizations and GMs are coming from with that. So maybe maybe running backs need to be more versatile, more of the running and be more of like a slot receiver, you know, right, right. but be able to bounce around yeah. more, not just be a running back. But I know that I'm not in the league. I never will be. I didn't have the athletic. I was an athlete, but not the the gift to be a uh, professional athlete in that sense for NFL, right? So yeah, it it's hard for me to say behind a screen saying that because I'm always about go get your money, yeah, right? Because any any changing it, it's a business. Go get your money. But if I'm them, I mean, I, I wouldn't pass up on $10 million. I wouldn't pass up on $10 million. The franchise tag, yeah, yeah. For, for the franchise yeah. tag. But it's just one wrong move. Security, and right? They want security. If, if they want security. Yeah. Right, exactly. They want security. And I think and in so, Saquon's case, like, the Giants were so bad without him, you know, and, and for some reason they gave Daniel Jones all that money. I don't know. Maybe he's mad about that, but he's usually a pretty friendly team guy. But um, I think what you said, <clears throat> you said it's security. That's what they want. And – even uh, Josh Jacobs is kind of the same way. Like, man, the Raiders would have been terrible without him last year. I mean, even worse than they already were. Tony Pollard, he really emerged as being better than Zeke. But, yeah, I think they've learned from the Le'Veon Bells and the Zekes. Like, they said, okay, like, we want to pay you, but we don't want to give you these long-term contracts to where you're going to get hurt. We know you're going to get hurt. We know you're going to run down. And then what? Are, and then we're stuck. And then we got to cut you and lose all that money like they did with Ezekiel Elliott. So I think I think GMs are kind of trying to learn from the past. And, and present it to the future, you know, and, but when you look at teams like new England, the past, they've always had like two or three running backs, right. And, and, and repertoire, right. Or like this, the Seattle yeah. Seahawks, 
They have yes. two or three running backs that could step in and run the same play, do the same thing that the running back above them can do. And look at know? the Kansas City Chiefs. And they the have Kansas a, City a Chiefs. Seventh, a seventh-round kid from Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco, was their main guy. Jarek McKinnon was a pass catcher. Like, they didn't even need it at every down back. They didn't even use Clyde Edwards-Alaire at all. So, yeah, I mean. And that's what happened it, with Zeke. Pollard was more versatile and yes. would get the ball downfield, be able to move the ball downfield where Zeke couldn't anymore. It's yep. not, it wasn't 2017, 2018 anymore, you know, yep, it, yep. Zeke, the, the ground and pound game wore out, warm out. And so, yeah. and then GMs know that they're running backs take the most punishment next to linemen, mm-hmm. right? right? And so absolutely, absolutely. It, they're like, why would we pay you big bucks? And they pay linemen big bucks because they protect their franchise quarterback. That's why right. when you're the best, right. the best, you get the money. So yeah, the quarterback just, is always going to be the highest paid and, you know, even like receivers and tight ends because they're just more useful now. And I think the NFL is a lot different than when Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Emmett Smith were in the league because it's just become more of a passing league. So, yeah. yeah I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. So, no, we definitely agree. Hot step on that one. Lock step. So, but um, just real quick, if you were a but, GM, yeah, who would you pay the money to first right now for Dilla. running backs on the market? Oh, have a sign yeah. of franchise tag. Like if you're a GM – like yeah. if you saw, like say, like I know you're a Jets fan, but you, if you, if you were a Giants GM, would you sign Saquon to like a four year deal? Out of with the X three, amount? out of the three, I would sign Saquon the most because the numbers prove that when he's on the field, Daniel Jones plays a lot better, and I think Daniel Jones isn't a, a guy that you can rely on. To be honest with you, um, so I would say, so I would go Saquon Jacobs just because he had such a great year last year. I think he's another guy that if the running game goes the way they wanted to with him, Jimmy G, it's a little bit less pressure on him. Yep. And Jimmy G has always had great running backs, even, you know, Mitchell and they weren't well known, but they killed the Packers in the NFC championship game, just running the ball the whole time. Um, and then, and then I would go last Tony Pollard, but, uh, cause the Cowboys feel like they probably can find another Tony Pollard out there. Um, so yeah, that, that would well, be my, my higher. I think that's the thing too. You just said it. They could find another running back right. out there. In the draft you can find or, a guy yeah, that runs a four yeah. three that's just a speed burst and you can't coach speed. Yeah, so like, exactly like Pacheco is a seventh round pick. The Chiefs didn't know what they got. They're just like, okay, he's a, he's a good athlete. And we'll see where it goes. And then yeah, he, he wants to be a thousand yard rusher this year. You know, and he's the number one back now. So it's yeah, just, I think crazy. there's more, there's more turnover and replacement possibilities at the running back position. And that's why there's more, why GMs are also more hesitant to pay more money. Like I said, you're their one injury away from that four year, five year contract, whatever, just being gone at yeah. 15, whatever million a season. So I, 10 million, I think 10 million is fair. And of course, I'm just saying that because I'm not a player, but. I wouldn't turn down ten million. Oh, no, and the thing with Saquon right? too, I mean, like you know. I think he's the best on the market for like the running backs that need to be resigned or yeah. or extend or franchise tag. But Saquon misses a lot of time too. Oh, he's That's hurt the a thing. lot, and so I it's get like, that too. Yeah. I do these yeah. numbers when I'm healthy, and the key, the key is when and if you're healthy. Right, That's right. what they're going to pull into the you know to the to the bargaining chips right there. When you're healthy, keyword is when and if when you do right. do these numbers, but you've missed. <laughs> Scroll, you know, yeah, this many games. games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. where, where in that do you, do you see that? I, I think you're going to, if they could, they can't, I don't know if they can or not when it comes to contract talk, but it's like you could see contracts. I mean, if I'm GMs, you make it more, it's game day checks. If you don't play, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, that'll right. never happen because players want their guaranteed money for the punishment they put themselves through day in and day out yeah. off season and preseason and everything to get ready to be the best athlete they can be for their team and organization. But right, could you imagine right. if they're like, if you don't play, you don't get paid. <laughs> I mean, simple as that. Yeah. 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 It'll never yeah. happen. It'll never it's happen. Such a, but it's such a catch 22. Like, you know, they deserve to get paid, but at the same time, it's a risky investment. That's, that's the way I look at it. It's just a risky investment, you know? And 
But for the Giants, man, I mean, watch them fall off a cliff. I'm predicting it right now. I watch them fall off a cliff without him because it, it, it you know, when one player can help your quarterback out that much, I, I just, I'm obviously, I'm not a Daniel Jones guy. I just don't believe in him, but, um, but they now, paid is him a this, lot of money. Is this like a Max Kellerman take with Tom Brady falling off a cliff or no, is no. this actually going to happen where the cliff well, I would is never right say Tom Brady's going to fall off a cliff. No, no, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. What's Saquon going to do? What's Jacobs going to do? What's are they going to sit out there? Are they going to pull Le'Veon Bell? Obviously, that didn't work out for him very well. So when you don't play for a year and you don't train like you should be, I mean, you don't have game shape, you don't have game time. It's like it it, it affected him, and he was out of the league two years later, like a year and a half later. So yeah, not 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 a good situation for those teams for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to our final topic. Uh, we got to talk about these throwback uniforms that the NFLs all of a sudden they're like, hey, uh. Why don't we do something we should have done like years ago where teams that have those classic uniforms are bringing it back. The Seahawks are bringing back that like blue, silver, green Seahawks, old school, uh, yep. the 90s, school jersey. 90s, early 2000s jersey yeah. yep. with the silver helmet. I love that. The Buccaneers are bringing back the creamsicles. So we love that, too. Um, what else? The Vikings are bringing back their old ones, although I think they've played in them before. Like they kind of play in like a newer version of the throwbacks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They are throwbacks at the end of the well, day. Well, the Browns and the Browns have an all white uni now, but it's not a throwback. Yep. They have a and white the, helmet now. The the Colts have the Colts one's pretty good. It's like black, blue, and white. Um, I thought that was cool. A little alternate there. Uh, I think the Bears are bringing back their all oranges. So yeah, I mean, the NFL should have been doing this like years ago, but I guess they finally woke up, right? Woke up, and there was a thing in the the rules where you can only have one helmet or something like that, oh, like one yeah, style of yeah, helmet, yeah. or right. it was something like that. So it's like with Seattle, they wanted to rock the old the night the eighties, nineties, early two thousands uniform, right? That mm-hmm. that like baby blue, royal blue, whatever you want to call it, and with that neon, that older style neon green, but they couldn't because the helmet. So I think I, I wish they would have made maybe modernized it a little more because I mm. like that color scheme. I've always liked oh, it's it. So it's so like classy. take this, take the logo they have now, modernize it. Right. right, modernize it and make that color scheme. I, I think it's time for change in Seattle for a new color scheme. You know that that old yeah, that new. I, I agree with yeah. those with those uniforms. That was kind of like the Russell Wilson Legion of Boom era. You're going yeah. into a new era of Seattle Seahawks football. So I, I think why not even make that your main color scheme? Realistically, I and I, maybe, they should maybe go back run to with those. that. Keep keep like the throwback, the throwback colors, but modernize it. More mm-hmm. of a modernization of the uniform, you know. But I those. Those orange creamsicle looking ones for the Buccaneers are sick. Yeah. And when they, when they revamped our uniforms years back or just a few years back when Tom Brady was still there, mm-hmm. uh, like analysts, certain players around the league were like, why would you not bring back those, those orange cream, that orange creamsicle looking one? You know, I, I know it's, it, so it's, simple. Shit, the, it's so simple, but it's so clean. Like it's super clean. Like I yep. love that color. You get the pirate and everything. And yeah, so I, I, th- I think I, I like it. I like the more alternate uniforms, the, the secondary helmets and all that. It's just, there was a rule that implemented and kind of restricted team from being able to do that is what it was. Or you can only have a certain amount of uniforms, not like the MLB. We can only have up to four and then a city and all that, right? City right, connected right. and all that. Mm-hmm. So that I, I like it. I like it. I like the more, the more the color schemes. I like the looks. I like the kind of throwbacks because they used to do that. Like the Patriots. With the red uni, you know, mm-hmm. used to do that. The Steelers with the bumblebees, the Green Bay did it with those, the, the blue. Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blink, the blue and the brown and the yellow mm-hmm. helmet. And so I, I, I like it. I like being able to see it. And fans, fans of Seattle have been calling for a long time for that jersey. And so I'm going to have to get me an Jigba Smith one. 
I already have Ooh. a Geno Smith jersey from last yeah, year. Yeah, I said yeah. if he beat course. Denver week one. But I, I might have to give me a Witherspoon or a Jigba Smith jersey. I don't know, man. Okay. And those and those throwbacks. We'll see. They're we'll see so where clean. we're at with the baby financially wise. You know, babies aren't cheap. <laughs> so we'll see where we're at. But maybe I'll get right. him a jersey, you know, one of those yeah. throwbacks instead of me. Okay. Hey, they probably have him in baby sizes at this point. You know what I mean? They probably have him there. But I wish the Jets would go back to the uh the 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 plane on the helmet. I think those are cool, you know. Oh yeah. Since then, they've their jerseys have just kind of been average to me. I mean, so you know. if you had to look back, I know this is kind of since we don't really have like hot takes right now, right? Yeah. No. So with the release of these these the new retro throwback unis, I guess you could say, right? Like Seattle and and Tampa and all these other teams. What's your favorite? Does that just be football? What's your favorite throwback jersey? Uh, out of all sports, out of all sports, Oof, it could be man. retro, it could be throwback. Let's say, let's say, like oh. not modern. So we'll say like pre two thousand tens. Right, right. Oh man, well, man, out of all sports, that's so tough. You know, I always like the um because <clears throat> the Chargers they always had the powder blues, right? Well, not really mm-hmm. when Ladainian Thompson and and uh no, they were that they were that like navy blue, that yeah. dark blue. So I always liked when they wore the powder blue. I, I'm just such a powder blue fan. I love the Nuggets old jerseys. I wish they kept them. So I'm going to go with that one. I mean, I, I think it's just a classic look, man, like the bolt. And I know they're wearing them now, but back in the day, like every time they wore those old school uh, powder blues, I was like, oh, that's 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 one of the best jerseys in sports right there. So, um, But, you know, like certain teams also, like I like what certain teams are, they kind of keep it simple. Like for some reason – I don't know. The Raiders have always had like just that black look is cool, but uh, screw the Raiders anyway. But you know what I mean? Oh, like, right. you know, screw the Raiders. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like I like a simple look as well. So yeah, it's tough for me too. I know I like threw you on the not threw you on the spot, but I uh, just ask it. It's hard because you know you what do- jersey I like actually. Well, now they're wearing them now. The powder blue Royals jerseys. I love those. Those are nice, you know. Yeah. But I don't like the uh, like the Mike Sweeney era is what you're yes. talking about, right? Like yes, the Mike yes, Sweeney yes, era yes. of those. Yes. Like if I had to pick, it's hard. It's like the Braves throwbacks from like the Hank Aaron era oh, were pretty sick. Oh yeah, I like those Braves throwbacks from, oh, yeah, from the Hank Aaron one. era. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, the throwbacks Braves jerseys were good. Like Seattle's '90s at first, like eh, when I was a oh. kid, but I'm like, no, those are pretty sick. Oh, no, they look great. Um, yeah, Supersonics yellow. I like Ooh, the Supersonics oh, yellow. Supersonics, yeah, the yellow. Supersonics yeah. yellow. There, there's a lot. Like I, I like the Lakers throwback, the Minneapolis Lakers, like that powder yeah. blue. Yep, um, yep, yep. But if wow. I had to pick one, I had to pick one jersey. Maybe those throwback Braves. I know they're kind of <coughs> rocking up with their city connect right now, but like those mm-hmm. old school Braves. Okay. Old school Braves jerseys, pick. I would say. Um, it's tough, man. It, it's it's tough. I mean, it's not old, but I like the New England color scheme, the Tom Brady era, the, okay. green, the silver with the, with the blue, the navy blue top, and the silver helmet. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that but that lasted twenty years. It wasn't. It's not like it's a throwback. It, they right, just recently right. changed from it. Oh shoot, man! I don't know. I like the Padres, like those cream uniforms they had. Like oh the Khalil, yeah, like the Khalil Green era of, mm-hmm. of San Diego Padres. Yeah, I like those. Um, yeah, good point. I'll, the it's, Mets black jersey. Well, they're wearing it's, them now, it's hard. Though. It's hard. Like the Mets black jersey. Um, because they were wearing them for years, though. You know, I, so like, I, guess I, I do could. like the uh, the Mets like '80s uniform with the pinstripes. Oh yeah, okay. I do like those I like ones. Those. Yep, yep, I like yep, the Daryl yep. Strawberry era. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard. Like I'm naming a whole bunch. I, I'm like you. I can't really pick one. 
I know yeah, I asked. I know I asked. So it's kind of like, now I'm like, hey, what's your favorite? And then you have multiples. Yeah. Oh, let's go with the Braves. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to go with the Braves. I mean, because some of the color rushes have been okay. Right. Like, I was a big fan of the Lakers, like the, excuse you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The, um, like the Mamba edition black jerseys that the the black oh, Mamba edition yeah. Lakers jerseys yeah. that they only had for one season. Yep. Um, it's tough. They phased them up with the Mariners. I love that gray uniform. I don't know why they phased it out. Like I understand. But yeah, because they only wear the blues now. The the blues for the road. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they wore yeah. the, the that that evergreen. Oh, you don't evergreen like that one. Forest green. I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. But they wear that on Fridays, I believe. Now when they're on yeah. the road, and then City connects on Fridays. Gotcha. Yep, it's tough. It, it's tough, man. It, like I said, what you'd start thinking back, but if I had to pick, like actually pick the Braves, I think the Braves unis of the way back, the, that like red, white, and blue scheme, I think those, yeah, those are pretty yeah. sick. Okay. Well, hey, all great jerseys, right? All great jerseys are, uh, you know, I, I don't like the Jets jerseys now. I, I really wish they'd go back to the flight one, but anyway, um, yeah. So I think that's it, man. I mean, it's going to be kind of slim pickings with sports until we actually get to football season, right? You know, baseball season will, uh, you know, ignite a little bit more than the NBA is back mid October. But, uh, yeah, so I think we covered everything today, brother. <laughs> I, yeah, I honest. think that's it. There's not really much to talk about until the trade deadline. If yeah, Otani yeah. moves and what the Mariners did decide to do, you know, and the Mets, yeah. if they decide yeah. to fold this season as well. So we'll keep I'm an eye to, on I'm it. I have to think about jerseys, man, because I, there's yeah, so me too. Many yeah, I'll think of something. I'm just like, those yeah. are so good. You know, right. like there's, there's a baseball uniform I'm totally spacing on right now. And it was the, um, it's it's a throwback, but they're back to like their 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 uh, forward future, whatever it was. The uh, the Mariners, that like okay. silver, red, and black ones that like Griffey wore back in the day. I think okay. they brought it back with the the D Gordon era, which we don't like to talk about. For I Seattle like the baseball. one. I like the um when Griffey played in Cincinnati. Those jerseys are kind of cool. Though. Okay, so I thought I love the tank top, the yeah. sleeveless baseball jerseys, like the Rockies used to rock. Yeah, the Rockies. The, yeah, yeah. the Reds. I think the Diamondbacks. The, I think the Diamondbacks did. Diamondbacks, yeah. That Diamondbacks purple was pretty yeah. sick. You know what? That I Randy just Johnson of... era, Adrian Gonzalez era, not Adrian Gonzalez. Um, oh, God. um, the guy that... his name. he hit the walk off to be the He's a Gonzalez. Yes, 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 yes. But <laughs> yeah. the Randy Johnson era, yeah, those yeah, purple yeah. unis were sick. Yeah, they were. <laughs> that that purple, that purple color scheme the Diamondbacks used to have. Are pretty what about sick. the old Toronto Raptors with the Raptor on it? And then you know that's another one. Yep, the Vince Grizzlies. Carter era. The the Vancouver Grizzlies, remember those? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. those are oh, sick, yeah. man. Those yeah, are dope. I'm gonna buy supersonic yellow, the supersonic yeah, yellows. that too. Yep, yep. bring okay. them back to Seattle. It's time. Yes, same jerseys too. I want the same jerseys. So we'll see. All right, guys. Well, you can of course find us on all platforms. Um, you know, obviously SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, YouTube, TikTok, all that. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Anything to close out with? Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I will get actually this week's everything up. Oh, crazy week last week. Training came up last no, week. I mean, you got a baby, count, brother. So, so yeah. we got to bend that too. The baby too. And the crazy uh, last second training for work. But yes, everything will be uploaded. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Yeah. Not Twitter again yet. That's the inside joke for all of us. What but, about threads? Are we, is threads a thing anymore? Or uh, what is that? Threads is still a thing, but threads is weird. That's okay. weird. I'd rather be on Twitter than threads. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. All right, man. Well, until next time, guys, until episode 28 of the Talking Ball Podcast. He's Antonio. I'm Ryan, and we're signing off. Peace.